to a close, environmental concerns have become of paramount importance. We are faced with a whole series of global problems which are harming the biosphere and human life in alarming ways that may soon become irreversible. The more we study the major problems of our time, the more we come to realize that they cannot be understood in isolation. They are systemic problems, which means that they are interconnected and interdependent. For example, stabilizing world population will only be possible when poverty is reduced worldwide. The extinction of animal and plant species on a massive scale will continue as long as the southern hemisphere is burdened by massive debts. Scarcities of resources and environmental degradation combine with rapidly expanding populations to lead to the breakdown of local communities and to the ethnic and tribal violence that has become the main characteristic of the post-Cold War era. Ultimately, these problems must be seen as just different facets of one single crisis, which is largely a crisis of perception. It derives from the fact that most of us, and especially our large social institutions, subscribe to the concepts of an outdated worldview, a perception of reality inadequate for dealing with our overpopulated, globally interconnected world. There are solutions to the major problems of our time, some of them even simple. But they require a radical shift in our perceptions, our thinking, our values. And indeed, we are now at the beginning of such a radical, fundamental change of worldview in science and society. But this realization has not yet dawned on most of our political leaders, the recognition that a profound change of perception and thinking is needed if we are to survive has not yet reached most of our corporate leaders either, nor the administrators and professors of our large universities. Not only do our leaders fail to see how different problems are interrelated, they also refuse to recognize how their so-called solutions affect future generations. From the systemic point of view, the only viable solutions are those that are sustainable, the concept of sustainability has become a key concept in the ecology movement and is indeed crucial. Lester Brown of the World Watch Institute has given a simple, clear, and beautiful definition. A sustainable society is one that satisfies its needs without diminishing the prospects of future generations. Unquote. This, in a nutshell, is the great challenge of our time, to create sustainable communities, that is, social and cultural environments in which we can satisfy our needs and aspirations without diminishing the chances of future generations. A dramatic change of concepts and ideas occurred in physics during the first three decades of the century. These new concepts have brought about a profound change in our worldview, from the mechanistic view of Descartes and Newton to a holistic ecological view. The dramatic changes of thinking that happened in physics at the beginning of this century led Thomas Kuhn to the notion of a scientific paradigm, which he defined as a constellation of achievements, concepts, values, techniques, and so forth, shared by a scientific community and used by that community to define legitimate problems and solutions. According to Kuhn, changes of paradigms occur in revolutionary breaks called paradigm shifts. Today, we recognize the paradigm shift in physics as an integral part of a much larger cultural transformation. 
Accordingly, we are seeing a shift of paradigms not only within science, but also in the larger social arena. To analyze that transformation, we can alter Kuhn's definition of a scientific paradigm to that of a social paradigm. A constellation of concepts, values, perceptions, and practices shared by a community which forms a particular vision of reality that is the basis of the way the community organizes itself. The paradigm that is now receding has dominated our culture for several hundred years, during which it has shaped our modern Western society and has significantly influenced the rest of the world. This paradigm consists of a number of entrenched ideas and values. Among them, the view of a universe as a mechanical system composed of elementary building blocks. The view of the human body as a machine. The view of life in society as a competitive struggle for existence. The belief in unlimited material progress to be achieved through economic and technological growth. And finally, the belief that a society in which the female is subservient to the male is a society that follows a basic law of nature. All of these assumptions have been challenged by recent events, and a radical revision of them is now occurring. The new paradigm may be called a holistic worldview, seeing the world as an integrated whole. It may also be called an ecological view, if the term ecological is used in a much broader and deeper sense than usual. Shallow ecology is human-centered. It views humans as above or outside of nature, as the source of all value, and ascribes only instrumental or use value to nature. Deep ecology does not separate humans, nor anything else, from the natural environment. Deep ecology recognizes that, as individuals and societies, we are all part of the cyclical processes of nature. Deep ecology sees the world not as a collection of isolated objects, but as a network of phenomena that are interconnected and interdependent. And it recognizes the intrinsic value of all living beings and views humans as just one particular strand in the web of life. Ultimately, deep ecological awareness is spiritual or religious awareness. When the concept of the human spirit is understood as the mode of consciousness in which the individual feels a sense of belonging, of connectedness, to the cosmos as a whole, it becomes clear that ecological awareness is spiritual in its deepest essence. In short, deep ecology gives us a perspective of our relationships to one another, to future generations, and to the web of life of which we are part. The transition to this new paradigm will not be easy. A paradigm shift requires not only an expansion of our perceptions and ways of thinking, but also of our values. And here it is interesting to note the striking connection between the changes of thinking and of values. Both of them may be seen as shifts from self-assertion to integration. These two tendencies, the self-assertive and the integrative, are both essential aspects of all living systems. Neither of them is intrinsically good or bad. What is good or healthy is a dynamic balance. What is bad or unhealthy is imbalance, overemphasis of one tendency and neglect of the other. Our Western industrial culture has overemphasized the self-assertive and neglected the integrative tendencies. This is apparent both in our thinking and in our values. The self-assertive values, competition, 
expansion, domination, are generally associated with men. Indeed, in patriarchal societies, men are not only favored, but also given economic rewards and political power. And this is one of the reasons why the shift to a more balanced value system is so difficult for most people, and especially for men. Power, in the sense of domination over others, is excessive self-assertion. The social structure in which it is exerted most effectively is the hierarchy. And our political, military, and corporate structures are hierarchically ordered, with men generally occupying the upper levels and women the lower levels. Most of these men, and also quite a few women, have come to see their position in the hierarchy as part of their identity, and thus the shift to a different system of values generates fear in them. However, there is another kind of power, one that is more appropriate for the new paradigm, power as influence of others. The ideal structure for exerting this kind of power is not the hierarchy, but the network, which is also the central metaphor of ecology. The whole question of values is crucial to deep ecology. It is, in fact, its central defining characteristic. Whereas the old paradigm is based on human-centered values, deep ecology is grounded in earth-centered values. It is a worldview that acknowledges the inherent value of all living things, bound together in a network of interdependencies. When this deep ecological perception becomes part of our daily awareness, a radically new system of ethics emerges. Such ethics are urgently needed today, especially in science, since most of what scientists do is not life-furthering and life-preserving, but life-destroying. Physicists design new weapon systems. Chemists contaminate the environment. Biologists release new microorganisms without knowing the consequences. Scientists torture animals.